Okay, with Adam J. Young, uh, Delulu is the this, the screenplay played at the the LGBTQ plus uh, film festival. Really interesting, really interesting um, uh, feature screenplay because it's kind of set in the kind of the K-pop music world, but it's really about a girl who's trying to find her kind of place in the world, I guess, right? Like kind of kind of thematically, it's sort of like it's set in this world, but it's really about this person trying to find who she is, I guess, right? Yeah, I thought that that would be kind of the more universal aspect or theme that um, that needed to play out in the story because I felt like K-pop, to me, it's really interesting. And I think to a lot of people, it is really interesting. It's gotten, it's gotten so much bigger over the years. Um, but I think it needed, the story needed some sort of more like human universal element to it. And I, and I felt like people seeking a place in the world or seeking to find who they are is something that's very universal. Yeah, hundred percent. And, and so, but K-pop world, so people don't know what is, what is the, the world of K-pop? I don't even know if I fully understand what it is actually, <laughs> honestly, like I would in the past, like couple of years really is when I, is when I kind of started really um, becoming a fan of it. So I don't, I don't even know, the full extent uh, or, or history of it all, but um, but it's a it's uh, a style of music, basically, right? Korean style of music. Yeah, it's like a genre. I, I, yeah. I, I guess you can call it a genre, but it's, it's become this phenomenon where I mean, even just before I started um, listening to it, it was still so foreign to me in terms of it, it. Like I just didn't understand it. I didn't understand what it was. Um, but again, I don't even know if I fully still understand what it is. Um, I just know that I I think I understand the appeal now a little bit more than I did before. Um, and it's because I actually gave it a, uh, a chance. Whereas when I heard about people being fans of K-pop, I don't know, 10 years ago, I just didn't understand like why, but it was because I never gave it a chance. But it's when you were doing this, writing a screenplay, were you listening? I'm assuming you were listening to a lot of K-pop music. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the time, it, it was because I was listening to a lot of K-pop stuff, and I was um, watching a lot of um, K-pop artists because I think every single one of them now has like a YouTube uh, channel, and they mm. all have all kinds of stuff on there. Um, and so, it was one of those things where uh, I think what happened was I just had something on YouTube playing in the background while I was doing something else, and then. Um, uh, it was, I think Blackpink's channel came on uh, just re- uh, automatically because, you know, in, in, on YouTube, when one video ends, you can just set it up to where I play some recommended thing next and next and next. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> some Blackpink, uh, like, documentary thing came on and I just had it on the background. Honestly, at the time, when I when I first saw that that that, that video, um, I didn't really think much of it. It was, it was only about, like, six months to a year later where the video came back up again and then I actually made an effort to, to, to focus and watch it. And I really liked who they were. And then I, I was like, you know what? I like who they are. I'm going to maybe try to listen to some of their music. I ended up liking a lot of their music. And then on Spotify, kind of like with YouTube, with the algorithms, it just kind of automatically plays a bunch of yeah. other, other things that are <laughs> similar. And then I just kind of like, yeah, I was like, okay, I'm starting to understand it a little bit more. And so yeah, that that was kind of kind of how it happened, and the writing process of it, um, 
Yeah, I mean, I just wanted to write something that was kind of set in that world. But like we, what we talked about in the beginning, it was it was not necessarily um, me going in trying to write something that was about the K-pop industry or the K-pop world. It was more just uh, setting in that world because I found it to be kind of fun and interesting. But I wanted it to to have more of a universal theme or appeal, which yeah. is what we discussed a little bit earlier. Yeah. So there's something really interesting happening in uh, in the South, South Korea where like there's this huge th- film renaissance happening where they're making these amazing films with this community. And obviously there's some Oscar wins that even got into the mainstream and the pop culture, but there's all these underground kind of movies that even a lot of people are listening to. And then the music as well has come mainstream. It's like there's some, there's like this artistic kind of like I don't even know what you call it, like a renaissance or like a peak or kind of something, this movement, I guess, this Korean artistic movement that's happening, I guess, in the world. And you, you're you're setting it in that kind of world as well, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean, I I, um, I, I was definitely inspired by a lot of, not just the K-pop, but a, but a lot of um, uh, the Korean entertainment industry yeah. in general. And, and like like you mentioned, they, the, the stuff that they're making is just like, incredible i think that um just the range of the types of, uh, of movies that they make tv shows k-dramas um all of those things like i'm so i'm such a fan of 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 um of what they do and i think for me k-pop was the thing that was almost the gateway towards watching k-dramas and, and more of their tv shows because i was i was already familiar with uh with 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 their cinema back in the, you know, the early 2000s or, or, or yeah. uh, 2010s. Um, it was probably, uh, yeah, around course, 2010, like, you know, 2011. It was like, it was starting to come out. Like you, you started seeing it the second, sh- second screening cinemas in big cities. And you were like, your people were talking about it and kind of the indie market and the indie world. And then all of a sudden mm-hmm. the Oscar win. Right. And then all of a sudden everybody starts, everybody starts paying attention. Yeah. To it. Yeah. Even before that, though, even before even before Parasite, um, I mean, Bong Joon Ho made um, uh, Snowpiercer. That was like his first. Uh, I think that was his first fully English language movie that came out, and it was twenty thirteen, I believe, mm-hmm. when that movie came out. And uh, I remember seeing that in theaters. I watched it with my sister, and I like when I walked out of that theater, I was so so blown away by it. I was just like, it's it's such an impressive thing for for a movie of that subject matter to be set in this crazy sci-fi world I, I, in my mind i was just like how, how did he or, or who, his team actually convince investors and financiers to actually uh want to go in on, on on such a like bizarre concept but it worked yeah. um he's a master before, at tone. Uh, uh, he's a master at tone yeah. in, in terms of like mixing genres right like it's like like obviously Parasite, that film references like sci-fi drama with a little bit of comedy. He's like, he got, he likes, like, like, you know what I mean? Like he sprinkles all these genres in his films, right? Yeah. I mean, that that's what I think makes his movies really, really fun is just because it is like this, this, this amalgamation of all these different genres and this is just, just all blended together and it's, it shouldn't work, but for some reason it, it just does. And yeah. I, and I find that uh, similarly with, um, with, Park Chan-wook's movies, like, you know, Old Boy and Handmaiden and the Vengeance trilogy and things like that. Um, there's there's such a... When I, whenever I watch uh, Park's movies, his, his movies are so... 
I don't know. They're so like beautifully artistic and it's, it's not in like a pretentious way either. It's just like when you watch his movies, there's something so like artful about it. And I can't really explain it. I guess maybe I can't really um, articulate it very well. It's just, it's just that feeling that I get when I watch his movies and they just re-released old boy in theaters. And I got to see that in theaters for the first time recently. And I was just like, you know, release more of his movies. in theaters. So then, so do you know why that this has happened in Korea? Like, are you aware? Are you like on the heartbeat of the culture? Like, is it is it because they're they're giving more money to the arts, or they're advertising? I, I honestly have no idea. I have no idea. I mean, I think that in Asia in general, though, uh, maybe maybe it's not specifically Korean, but in in Asia, I think that things um, maybe are just cheaper to make production wise over there maybe they have less regulations and uh well because you know in 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 the states they're uh at least in the united states and maybe other countries as well i'm not i'm not too familiar but um uh you know when you're on a set there's different departments and then you you, one department can't do another department just kind of job there's unions there's unions right yeah yeah. yeah 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 and and I think that maybe in Asia because they don't have those same rules, maybe like that is a factor in why things are maybe a little bit cheaper because um one or two people can do different jobs in different departments possibly i mean I'm guessing i i, I this is just a, a guess I don't know exactly yeah. if that's the case, but that's something that I would imagine would be would be why maybe things are just cheaper to make in Asia. Maybe Possibly. I've heard that I've talked to people who uh, in, in Japan and Korea are making movies there and they they're saying that like they can just they just work like eight, 10 hours straight. Right. Without without. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, break. Whereas like in, in that could, that's impossible in the States. Right. We're so used to the six hour <clears throat> lunch and then like. Yeah. 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 The 12 hour turnaround and then like it's ingrained, even if it's not unit, it's ingrained in our culture. Right. So. But, yeah mm-hmm. every six every six hours there's like a meal meal break kind of thing yeah. um in i don't know in, in france i heard that they do um working lunches right like what is it like 10 hour days and they do working lunches and they serve wine so it's a it's all just like kind of like a different culture yeah. i guess the europeans um, yeah they I don't only, know they only, yeah the europeans they don't yeah, work, i mean they i don't work, work like to eight nine hour days right so yeah 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 i don't know what's better or worse you know because i know that if you're in a in a position say you're um a department head and like an above the line position I, I find that when you're working on set 12 hours goes by so quickly and it almost feels it like that's not enough time in the day you know it doesn't, it doesn't feel like you have enough time in the day um whereas if you're if you're if you're working below the line you're 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 lugging you're running cables and you're just like heavy lifting a bunch of stuff all day like 12 hours probably feels like a really really long time um i mean time wise it's all the same but like just the way it feels you know no, hundred um, percent. Well, yeah, we all know that time is relative, right? Some, if you're focused on something, it goes by quickly. If you're doing a a, a crappy job, it goes by slow, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, uh, in in Japan, what I heard was they, uh, they, I heard they don't pay overtime. I think then and and um. Again, like this is all just things I've heard. I don't know if it's true. Yeah. Just putting that out there. Um I heard that whatever people agree to contractually, it's um really just uh uh an agreement verbally and then they people are, are, are meant to be um 
they, they're meant to like keep their word essentially. And so if you say you're going to do the job, you're going to work on this day on this, on this one commercial, for example, uh, they expect you to finish that commercial no matter, how, no matter how long it takes. And there's like no overtime. Yeah. That's what I heard. So it's a different culture, of course, you know, like, I don't know if it's good, it's good or bad thing. I mean, so there's probably some aspects that are good and some aspects that are bad about um, working that way. Um, but I'll tell you what I yeah, heard. No, it's all just very different. I tell you what I heard through podcasts is that it's some of the Japanese filmmakers who I've done podcasts with is that there's a jealousy Japan has towards, uh, there's obviously there's a lot of issues with the cult to two cultures, but there's a jealousy that Koreans, the Korean culture is making so much better movies than the Japanese, right? Like their movies are a lot better now. And they're like, the Japanese want to catch up. And they want to make, they want to make, they try to want, they want there because it's like, there's like kind of like that stigma where they, they make like either animation or action movies, right. Where they want to make like good quality movies, like the Korean Koreans are making now. So they're feeling like it's like a pride issue with them. Right. So, which it's competition, which leads to better films. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know if, I don't, I don't, I, I can't speak for the Japanese. I, I don't ex exactly know if that is the case. And, no, I'm telling um, you through filmmakers I, I've talked to, right? It's like firsthand knowledge. So, uh, yeah. Gotcha. I mean, I've just, I mean, I have seen some, some really good um, uh, movies that came out of Japan in the, in the last like five years, like drive my car. I thought was really fantastic. Yeah. Um, uh, brokers uh, or a broker uh, was, it was another really good one. I thought um, same filmmaker made, um, who made uh shoplifters well that's what i mean though right that um, there's, they wanted like they're, they're it's like it's like the parasite thing has really got to them right like it's like they want they want their oscar too they want their not they want their recognition through the world too right so, mm. so yeah i mean i money. think that almost yeah no i mean i think that most uh, uh um uh well-off countries have had their their um their run where their cinema was 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 king of the world you know i mean you had back then obviously you know people know kurosawa and then like the ozu films and yeah. um yeah i mean those are all those are all things that um people revisit and and cherish i think in terms of um being a part of cinematic history so well listen parasite's going to be like that's going to stand the test of time for the next hundred years right so Oh, certainly, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mem memories of murder film. is another one that I that I, yeah, memories of murder is another one that I that I like revisit and like I constantly think about, and it um it was something that I constantly kind of kept in mind when I was working on the last thing that I finished was like a, a detective movie, um, not set in Asia, um, because I did write another movie that was set in Japan. So it's funny that we're talking about both like Japan and Korea because yeah. I, I wrote something that was set in Japan. I wrote something that was set in in Korea. I've actually written two things that have set that, that were set in Korea. The one that um, the one that you guys read and um, uh, a, a monster movie, which you know I'm, I I haven't actually put it out there yet, but um, I possibly could rework and have it not be set in Korea as well. But it was um, largely set in Korea that one as well. The detective movie is is set in the states. But let's talk about this movie for a second because it's like it's like uh like uh you have a she's uh Korean born but now but she was raised in the United States and then she goes back to Seoul to kind of do this mm -hmm. this track and then so then of course there's like obviously it's a thriller and she's being um stalked 
who's obsessed the woman was obsessed with her but it's also a cultural kind of difference where like i'm sure you can relate like we talked before the podcast that you're you're born and raised in los angeles you're korean so when you if you go to korea oh no, no i'm actually not korean no i'm actually not oh, korean oh you're not okay no 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 no, no. yeah i'm not korean I'm not japanese um i for whatever reason get that a lot though i get um people asking me if i'm like korean or japanese like the most yeah oh no sorry i i because I, I assume because that's what the, that's that's the that's the, the the basis of the of the script no no so. no, no that's that's okay no that's okay though because i i feel like um i felt like it was it was slightly an advantage not not actually knowing uh the culture as well as the korean characters do because uh the the protagonist is culturally american you know even though she she was born in, in korea she's culturally american and yeah she that's, knows that's sort of what culture. i'm she's, yeah thematically that's that's the word of what this, this yeah so like yeah mm-hmm. yeah and so and so i think that it actually works well in a way where uh because she doesn't get everything correctly over there, uh, I, I didn't have to be perfect uh, in, in, in the script in, in terms of getting all the, the the Korean cultural aspects completely accurate. Because if it's being told through her eyes and she's not, uh, she, she was not someone who was raised in Korea, she wouldn't yeah. know those things anyway. Yeah, but it's a, there's an so interesting part of Yeah, the reason why. The interesting aspect of like, of like, uh, like your, your, you have a, a sense of the culture, like, cause you're kind of, that's your genetics, right? That's where you're in, but you're, but you're still, but you're also, you're brought up in a different culture. So it's an interesting kind of dichotomy that this character's dealing with, right? Mm-hmm. Like being there. And then of course, like there, it's almost like, is the stalker real? Like when you're, I'm reading the script for the first time, it's like, is what's like, is it all kind of like, as you said, it's taught, told from her perspective. It's like, what, what's mm-hmm. really real? What's really going on here? What's the reality of the situation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, 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 uh, I, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that just because I think it was something that um, I was trying to, 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 to get across um, trying to put, put the viewers in, in her head as much as possible and experience everything uh, as much as possible through her eyes and and we only discover things whenever she discovers things and so uh that sort of limitation in some ways makes it a little bit easier sometimes it makes it a little more difficult in, in, in certain ways of just trying to make things all kind of work together as a co- cohesive piece gotcha. yeah. and so you also do you also do that you're also a filmmaker as well right yeah i mean i've made um not sure exactly how many like shorts i made one like i guess you can call it a short feature but it was not it was one of those things where i made it so long ago and it was just like me and a couple of friends you know it's not it's not it wasn't really a real movie but um it was something that that actually helped me learn what i liked and what i didn't like in terms of um visual language and technique and and um uh yeah i guess like 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 um visual storytelling i guess it, it, it really taught me a lot because i learned what i what i didn't like and so that informed what i do like a lot that's an interesting statement right there so so what do you what is your what do you look what like what in the film industry how are you trying to navigate you trying are you navigating as a writer or as a filmmaker or both or or just yeah no mostly right now it's it's writing mostly right now it's writing because I think that 
um, but the last project that I made was so difficult for me. Um, it was a 25 minute project and everything that could have went wrong went wrong. And then on top of that went even more wrong because I'm the kind of person who likes to figure everything out and plan everything to a T uh, when and where I can as much as I can. But it was like everything that I couldn't plan for ended up happening. And in, with the first day of shooting, um, I had the the costumer, she left like halfway through and then like nobody could reach her again. Like she, her phone was just like, nobody could reach her. She had an iPhone and we, we all knew that. And so like, you know, when you send text messages, it says delivered. None of the messages were getting delivered. Every call was going straight to voicemail. It was just bizarre. She was just like gone. Like nobody heard from her. Um, and all of just, just all of these different things, you know, um, that were happening. And then by the end of it also driving home that night, I get, I get rear-ended by a pregnant lady. Um, oh. and then, yeah. And then she's freaking out. She's crying. She's, she is like empathizing with the guy who I ended up getting pushed into because we were at a red light. Yeah. She rear-ends me. I get pushed into another car who's in front of me. That guy is like livid. He is, he has a kid in the backseat. And so she's empathizing with him. She's like, I'm because she's pregnant. She's like talking about how uh, uh, she couldn't believe uh, you know, there's a kid in the front over there. And like nobody, she wasn't even concerned about me, really. She was more concerned about the other person when she like hit me really hard. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I had the whiplash, my neck was in pain. So that was like the end of the first night after all the other things that, that were happening. I mean, it, it's like 30 minutes of, 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 of another story just to tell you all the things that led up to day one. Yeah. Yeah. That that's for another time. But How was day yeah, two? it was bad. <laughs> How was day two? Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. No, it, it was just like a really tough production. It was, it was a six day shoot. And like by the, by the end of, by the end of that, like when I got rear ended that night, I, I wanted to tell everybody I couldn't do it. Like, I was so stressed out. Like I just couldn't do it. Like I felt like I I wanted to walk away and it wasn't, it wasn't for me being the selfless person or anything like that. It was more like, I didn't want to be selfish rather than I was being selfless in terms of just continuing, continuing on because our schedule we had pushed for, for, I don't know how many different times and all the people who stayed with it were, they were so committed and kind enough to stay with it every single time it pushed that I felt like I just didn't want to be that selfish person and say, you know what, like I can't handle this anymore. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going to just basically take a loss on everything that was, that was put in and then just like walk away. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was really for them uh, that I didn't want to be selfish, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so you got but the, it was just the, really, the, really, really you, difficult. You finished the movie though, right? Yeah, I finished the movie. It uh, played in a number of different festivals. I think one in total, like maybe like nine nine different awards. But I don't know if uh, if it worked against me, if it was a good thing. In my, in my mind at the time, when I, when I when I had written it and 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 um, going into making it, I thought that making a short that was a little bit longer would actually benefit me in terms of someone seeing it and saying, "Hey, you know what? Like this movie is like twenty five minutes." Um, the leap from 25 minutes to 90 minutes is a lot shorter than a leap from a five minute movie to a 90 minute movie. Yeah, that was my mindset. So I so I thought that it would it would benefit me in that way. But uh, I think that where it 
worked against me was uh, maybe the runtime was a little bit too long for most festivals. And so it, it makes it harder to program possibly. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, it takes up, it takes up more, um, more potential other short film slots, like three, four other movies could be playing at the same time as one 25 minute movie kind of thing, yeah. um, which is not something I thought about. Um, so that could have been something that also worked against me. So, but yeah, no, that, that was, uh, it was a, a little while ago. And after that, I've been really just trying to focus on, on writing just because I don't need to rely on anybody else. And whenever I want to write, I can write and yeah, but I listen, I through it myself. Thanks for your candor and sharing that story, but that, you know what I mean? Like, I really appreciate you because I think that a lot of people, a lot of people have had that. I do what you just described. I have, I have a very similar story that happened to me. And it's funny that it's happened. It happened like 20 years ago, like, and I, I'm still traumatized by it, right? Because it's like the anniversary oh, really? up next week, which is funny. Uh, you brought up the story. Hey, congrats, yeah. No, but meeting that, like, it's like, and then then I I just like I couldn't do anything for like a year after after it, because it just was like mm-hmm. all these like problems. But then it got done. You finished. You got you got done. But then it's almost like it's like you got PTSD or something like that, right? Like in terms of like. Of yeah, no, I never thought about that understand. way, but I, I guess I guess it is. Yeah, yeah, sort of. It, it it kind of is that way. Um, I didn't, I never really phrased it that way or thought of it that way. But yeah, when I do think about it, it is it it is kind of like that. Um, it was just something that I, I told myself I never actually want to do by myself again. Essentially, I never because what happened was I I did have a producer on there, but then um, because the schedule kept on pushing, she ended up not being available when we decided. You know what? Like we can't keep pushing anymore. We have to just go and, and, and make this thing. And so um, uh, I had to essentially also produce it by myself, which was the most, that was the most stressful thing. Yeah. Um, because instead of being able to focus on uh, all the shot designs and working with the actors and everything else that, that I had to do on set while directing, it was, it was also figuring out the logistics and the call sheets and yeah. what people want for lunch. It's like, I don't care about those things while I'm like, you know, figure trying to figure out, yeah. you know, the next, the next setup that I have to have to get within 30 minutes or whatever, you know, like, I don't care what we're having for lunch. I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to be eating. I'm not I'm like my, I'm not hungry, you know, like I'm running off of like adrenaline kind of thing. Well, it's funny because it's like, but the thing is though, that's, that's your answer to the question, right? It's like having more support, having more people, having more like uh, that. So then you can focus on what you need to focus. So then all that, that stuff that you're talking about, someone's taking the, taking that burden away from you, I guess. Right. So. Yeah. 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 And I didn't have that. And, yeah. and that's why, like, I've been just trying to write as much as I can. But that's the um, lesson. Cause I, and... cause you're, it's, you're, it's uh, your, your film, it's pretty, it's like, it's, it's, like you said, it did well. It's called the spirit room, right? The one you're referencing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's on your it's on your website and people can watch it right now and it's mm-hmm. but it's it's there's something there right there's there's like a there's an original point of view so basically in yeah so i would my suggestion to you is that is to basically get back to it get back on the horse as they say right yeah yeah it's uh it's daunting you know it it, it is just, just like thinking about it again it was very like what you were saying, PTSD. So it's yeah. um, like, to be honest, the reason why like I, I've been focusing more on writing right now is just because, again, I do want to get back in, into the, the the directing aspect of it. But um, I am hoping that I will be able to find somebody 
who can help me basically shoulder some of that, some of that weight or some of that burden of, of producing. Cause naturally like, because I, I've made my own projects and like, I, I've always had to figure out, figure out the logistics myself and the, and, and the producing myself. Um, I'm going to be thinking about all of those things, but to have somebody take the load off of me while I'm in production, I think specifically, I think that yeah. would be um, really helpful. Um, so I've, I, I've been just writing and, 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 you know, just kind of hoping that some one, two people yeah. like something, uh, something I've written and, and, you know, kind of want to get behind it, kind of want to champion it. And um, maybe something else can, can come about. Because what, what I did, because like I said, I totally relate. I tell you what, I, I, uh, I had one of those, those, uh, those, you know, those film trucks and I, and I was doing too much just like you were. And I was bringing, I was driving it home one night and I actually hit a, a Corvette. Oh my gosh. <laughs> with, with, the, with the car, with the, with the thing. And of course, like then all of a sudden you're renting it and then all of a sudden, you know what I mean? Money goes up and you lose your, you lose your, um, your $500 kind of uh, set. You know what I mean? Oh like all anyone, whatever. And so that's just the tip of it, the tip of the iceberg, right? Of what I understand. But what I did is that like about, about 16, 17 months later, I actually broke it down. I actually like, like it was like a research project for me. And I broke down the film and said, okay, why do these problems happen? Like, cause it's not, there's randomness, right? But it's like a mathematical kind of equation. It's like, and it was because there was, there was lack of people, lack of trust. There was a lack of understanding and if I basically scale everything down a little bit and I have more more trust with those people and I don't do those things where I'm making a film, then that stuff won't happen. You know what I'm trying to say? I think that's you can kind mm. of relate to what you're describing, because I think that that's what happens when you're doing these independent projects is that figure out, OK, so why did that why those problems arise? Right. That car accident with the pregnant lady. You know what I mean? That's that's randomness. Right. But the same time that's what filmmaking is randomness happens but how do you minimize the craziness right how do you kind of like you know what i'm trying to say yeah 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 i do and yeah. uh it's just kind of funny that uh you 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 were the pregnant lady in in your case you hit somebody but i but that said i but feel like i think five years before that i got i had i got in a similar car accident on a highway like you did where i was the i was the meat in the sandwich of the car accident right oh and yeah someone rammed into me and then i rammed into a car and it's not a good mm -hmm. feeling right like it's not a good like it's not a good feeling to like because your car is totaled right <laughs> on both ends uh right? the so. car the car was okay, actually. I mean, it wasn't complete. It wasn't like total. Um, I think it needed work. And the thing was too it was my sister's car because I borrowed her car because she had a bigger like van because I yeah. used it to to load gear. And so when I called her late that night, I told her you know what happened, and then she insisted that I stay and and make sure some police report gets filed. But because nobody left the scene, there wasn't really no um, police report. That needed to be filed so when the, the, the cop eventually showed up he didn't file any report he just oh, kind of made sure everybody was kind of okay or whatever you know um so i kind of just wasted an hour and a half or whatever it was waiting for the waiting for the cop to just to show up and while i was consoling the woman who was who was her hysterical. fault right yeah she yeah cause she was just like I, I i just looked down for a second i think she was looking down on her phone for a second i just looked down for a second and then she's like yeah she said she 
didn't even see the the, the stop and yeah. nailed me. So, so basically, Spirit Room is a good film. So basically, so you like I I would I would get back like I said. And you're obviously a very talented writer and and uh, but you know what I mean like uh, like so basically I know it takes a little while like it it takes a while to get over that kind of that trauma. I know these these mm-hmm. are first world problems, but you know it still is your own yeah, 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 yeah. journey. No, for sure, it for still sure. is your own trauma, right? So, mm-hmm. no, no, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, so yeah. you're on your way. So, you, so you're basically that. Yeah, so you're submitting the festivals. You're getting some. This 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 film's getting some attention. I'm assuming the script. I should say the script's getting some attention. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it, it's 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 placed in um, a number of competitions so far. Um. But yeah, you know, it's all it's all sort of, I guess, relative in terms of which competitions are being submitted to and like how many people are submitting to each 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 competition. So yeah, I mean, you know, there are like probably tens of thousands of of of, of scripts that are submitted to, to competitions, and so like I don't exactly know like what people are looking for, what people like, what people dislike. I mean, I, I get various. Good stories. Well, I mean, I get, <laughs> I get, I, I've gotten different, I've gotten different notes, you know, or different like um, feedback from 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 various competitions. I mean, some more favorable, some more favorable than others, and and you know, so I, it's it's it to me, it's the difficult thing is, is is kind of sorting out what I think I should take and what I think what I think I should uh, leave out in terms of like their suggestions, you know. Um, yeah, but the 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 notes that I got from from you guys were, yeah, like really thorough. Like I was actually super surprised by that. Um, how you guys broke down almost like every five to ten pages, like comments, um, that really surprised me quite a bit. In a good way. In a good way. It was, it was yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, so you're do this script's doing well. You got some good body of work. Got a nice website. Uh, you're you got some you're very you seem like you're a very talented photographer as well so and you're in the right city so it seems like you're you're everything's going well for you yeah yeah i mean i mean first world problems right it's just like things <laughs> you, you you know you always want what you don't have kind of thing right and so you're always kind of chasing something that you like that you don't currently have yeah. um like right when i was out of college I, I was like telling myself you know if i don't make if i don't make a feature like the next year you know i'm 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 kind of like failing in my goals you know and and um it seems like every single year things like that sort of change a little bit but you still kind of are still striving to reach whatever next level you're trying to reach um and for me right now i just want to continue to write things that i hope other people will like because i i you know whenever whenever you write something you, you tend to to write the things that you like and hope that other people will like it as well and yeah and i think that um with at least with delulu um i'm hoping that because k-pop has grown into such a phenomenon and and and, and it's it's so um globally popular now that that is maybe something that would pique a lot of people's um interest um just the setting of it at least and once they get more into the story hopefully they'll relate to the more human aspects of it 100 percent, yeah yeah you got something man so 
keep at it and uh let's why don't we talk again when you make your either your next film or your uh your next winning screenplay oh thanks um yeah and this is a real uh, pleasure i i appreciate you having me on thank you so much one two three four five six